0: Hey Valley family, welcome. This is week number one uh, in a brand new series that we're kicking off today uh, called Faith Over Fear. I I think it's real practical, uh, especially during the time we're living in right now. At the time of this recording, the presidential election has still not been decided as of this moment, and uh, the reality is once it's decided, Uh, half the country is going to be really excited and the other half is going to be terrified. And so we thought, you know what, let's do a a three-part series just talking about faith over fear uh, because the Bible makes it real clear that's not God's intention for you or for me uh, to live our lives in fear of anything or or really anyone. Uh, But before I do that, I want to introduce to you a a new staff member that we we have joined the team. This is Josh Silva uh, and he's graduated from Florida International University, has a Bachelor's of Business in Administration and Finance uh, and is going to be our comptroller, uh, specifically working in finance under Judy uh, Sheck, uh, who, who is our financial director. Uh, also, he's real techie, so you're going to see him probably more so on the tech side than the day-to-day operations and administration. But uh, also, it doesn't hurt that he's engaged to my daughter, uh, and so uh, that, that probably even helps a little bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, it sure makes him look a lot prettier uh, with her next to him like that. But uh, just welcome him. We're real excited. Josh did an internship with us this summer uh, for three months, was a huge, huge help to us, and uh, the team here, our staff just loved him so much. Uh, I think they probably would have told me to take a hike if I didn't offer him a job, so you're going to love Josh as well, and just give him a big shout out when you see him. Uh, But we are kicking in, uh, kicking off a brand new series today about fear, and uh, I want to just... encourage you go ahead and open up your notes on the valley website valleyny.cc and uh, what you're going to find there is all my notes and you can add to those notes uh, to follow along and then email them to yourself uh I want to start with one of the verses really close to my heart, and I'll give you the background to it. In Psalm 56, verse three, the Bible says, "When I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in You." Now, when I was a little boy, uh, I, I had like incredible uh, fear, all kinds of different fear. Uh, so much so that that uh, I mean, it, it just uh, paralyzed me sometimes. Uh, inordinate fear and that was really until I was about 18, 19 years old, which is a whole nother story. Uh, but I, I was afraid of the dark and, and my parents taught me this verse. Uh, taught me this verse in Psalm 56 verse 3, uh, At what times I am afraid I will trust in you And I can remember like walking around the house uh, when the family be out shopping or something like that. I turned all the lights off, and I would just say this over and over and over and over again. What times I'm afraid I will trust in you. What times I'm afraid I will trust in you, and uh, and and that helped. But the thing is, you know, it's easier to say trust God than to actually do it. And I know there's so many people right now, uh, maybe it's over finances, maybe it's over sickness, maybe it's over unemployment, maybe it's uncertainty in our government, whatever it is, there's so many opportunities, you know, uh, obviously pandemic still continuing, so many opportunities uh, for us to be fearful. And it's so easy to give someone else advice, oh, just trust God, just just trust God. But what I want to share with you today is how do you actually do that? Because if we're going to experience faith, real faith in God over fear, we've got to learn how to, when we're afraid, to trust in God. And, and this verse is great to quote a little boy walking through the house in the dark with the lights off. Uh, but, but we've got to learn, I had to learn how to trust God. And one of the things, especially during kind of the, uh, this whole season, uh, really in my life, uh, I've been spending a lot of time on, in psalms. In fact, one of the things I've started doing, uh, been, been getting back into shape, hitting the treadmill pretty hard. And before I do, I actually will pull up a psalm and read it before I get on the treadmill. And it's, I just think about that psalm while I'm, you know, uh, running there on the treadmill. And, and I love how much the psalms actually tell us about how we can actually trust In God, how, not just to do it, uh, not just to the why, but the how that we can actually do it. And so look at Psalm 9, verse 9 and 10, tells us, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. That's the key right there. When we know the name of God, when we know who he really is, what his name is, we can trust him. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Those who know your name, they trust you. And and so today's message, I'm just calling this, what do you call God? What do you call God? Because the name that you call someone really shows the depth of the relationship, how well you actually know that person. What we call someone tells us a lot about that relationship. Uh, For instance, my wife Susie, we've been married 30 years, and I've got a couple of names that I call her. Uh, I I call her lover, like uh, Thurston Howell III uh, from Gilligan's Island. Any of you remember that? I'm always like lover Uh, when I'm texting her. It's always lovey. I call her beautiful. Uh, I also call her HRM. Hot Rockin' Mama, uh, just to say HRM. And I call her some other stuff that you're never going to know, and you're not allowed to call her. Uh, she, she has a couple nicknames for me, too, that I'm not going to repeat, because it would get really awkward uh, right now. But uh, sometimes she calls me, the one she calls me the most is uh, Mr. Incredible. And uh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, I, I remember when, when I became the president of what is now Connexus uh, Leadership Network, uh, a guy that I kind of know uh, pretty well, have a friendship with, you know, another pastor. He got up to introduce me and he said, we are so thrilled to have our president, new president today, Craig Wilson. Yeah, if you want to get on my bad side, call me Craig my name is Greg, G-R-E-G, and uh, Williamson, not Wilson. And I was like, what a great introduction that was. I don't know who Craig Wilson was, but uh, obviously I kind of know him from meetings and all, but we don't have that much of a relationship. Maybe you call me Pastor Greg. That, that would indicate you know what I do. Uh, that's not who I am. That's what I do uh, as a pastor here at Valley. Uh, if, if you call me Boss uh, or if you call me Doc, or if you call me Chief, uh, that means you probably work on staff here. That's, that's what the team calls me, you know, one of those. Uh, if you call me Greg, uh, that means we probably got, you know, we've we shared some real time together. Um, y- you know, we, we've got some stories to tell that, that we have in common. Um, we're probably pretty close. Uh, if you call me Williamson, uh, I, I, it's probably because I've known you for over 30 years. That's what, you know, back in the, in the day high school there was just Williamson and there were some other ones I'm not going to repeat because uh, they weren't so flattering but but anyway uh, name determines kind of the the relationship what you call someone uh, some people call me coach coach Rev uh, because of coaching high school football so even I run into them now guys that are in their 40s uh, mid 40s are like coach Rev uh, this sort of thing but I think the sweetest name uh, the the my favorite name that I've ever been called is Daddy. And, and there's only three people that call me Daddy. And those are my three daughters. And, and, and what that means, if you call me Daddy, that probably means you've gotten more hugs from me than any other human being on the planet. Uh, that means I've, I've tucked you in at night, taught you how to brush your teeth, wiped your tears celebrated your victories, that, that, that name to me is the most precious name that anyone ever calls me, is daddy. And so, when we call some, what we call someone tells a lot about the relationship. What you call God tells a lot about the relationship and really how much you know him or maybe even how little you know him. If you refer to God as the you know the big guy in the sky the man upstairs chances are you don't really have a relationship with God but Jesus called God Abba which in Aramaic means daddy he called him daddy and that's the relationship that God wants with you and wants with me and we can't trust him until we really know who he is So what we call God reflects how well we actually know Him. This is the big idea. You can't trust Him unless you know Him. You have to know Him. And again, back to Psalm uh, Psalm 9, verse 10. Those who know your name trust in you. Those who know your name trust in you. And so what's His name? And again, I love how the psalmist, uh, they actually say multiple different places, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is what your name is. And so today, the rest of the time together, I just want to share with you from Psalms primarily who God is. And when we know him and we know him better, we can trust him more fully. And it describes the attributes of of who God is. It's a a metaphor, his name. And uh, these are like the URs of who God is. The first one is this psalmist says you're my strength. You're my strength. Psalm 22 verse 19. Bible says, "But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me." When you're weak, God is strong. His strength is made perfect in weakness. The Bible tells us in the New Testament Think about this for just a minute. Every weakness that you have is an opportunity for you to experience God's strength and God's power. God's presence as well. And and so this is where the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he goes, I'm going to brag about my weaknesses because in my weakness, his strength is shown. God His power, His strength is shown in my weakness. So if if you're overwhelmed right now, maybe with what's going on around you, maybe what's going on in our country, if you're overwhelmed with, with whatever circumstance or situation that you look at, maybe in your family, give God your weakness and you know what He'll give you? He'll give you His strength. I love this. You are my strength. And then the next one I think is so important that we know about God as our relationship grows with Him. You're faithful. Psalm says you are faithful. Psalm 31, verse 5. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. The reality is this. People are going to let you down circumstances are going to disappoint you i'm going to disappoint people i'm going to let you down we can't put our trust in any other human being just even this week another report very well-known pastor in our state in in our area uh, that that just fell morally and a large church devastating people going to let you down but god is faithful the economy's going to let you down. The time's are going to let you down. Hey, let's be honest. You're going to let yourself down. You're going to be disappointed in yourself at times. The reality is I've failed God a million times over. But he is faithful, and he's never once failed me. And he'll never fail you either. He's faithful. And then the psalmist goes on and says this in, in the book of Psalms, the collection of Psalms, you're my hope. You're my hope. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus. Psalm 65, verse 5, it says, You're faithful. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. I love that. Even those that don't want to acknowledge you, that are sailing away, you're still their only hope. It's not in a man. it's certainly not in politics. It's not in a government leader. It's not even in a spiritual leader. It's in God. You are the hope of every person on earth. God is the only answer. And so God is my hope. Our hope's not in a person, a leader, a government, a system, a medicine, a vaccine. Our hope is in one all-powerful, all knowing, ever-present God who spoke the world, who spoke the world into being. That's what the prophet Isaiah said. Those who know God's name know him personally, know him intimately, and trust him. And then the next thing we find in, in Psalms is this: you're near. God is near. You're near. Psalm 75, verse 1. We thank you, O God. We give you thanks because you are near. He's not a far off. That's why Jesus came to be close. God came near. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. I I love it in the book of James in the New Testament. It says every time that we draw near to God, he draws near to us. So many times people are like, where's God? I I, I don't know where he is. Well, he didn't leave. We might have walked away from him. He's near. He's near. God's not far off, He's not distant, He's not uninvolved. God is near. He's loving, He's caring, He's compassionate, and He never leaves. He said He'd never leave or forsake us. So what do you call God? What do you call God? Is He your strength? Is He faithful? Is He your hope? Is He near? And then, man, I I just love this one so much. You are so good. He's not just good. God is so good. He's like compounded good. Look at this. I love Psalm 86 in the New Living Translation. And look at it. It's all highlighted. We were going over this with the tech team. I was like, oh, I'll just highlight the whole dadgum thing. Yeah, you know, because this is so good. This is so true. Oh, Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. He is so good. God isn't just good. He's so good. Jesus came even when we were unrighteous, to give us the gift of forgiveness. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how good he is. He's not just good. He's so good. He's good all the time. That means when the economy's good and when the economy's bad, God is so good. When when we're well, And when we're sick, God is so good. When when life is easy, when life is hard, God is so good. It's who he is. And and he's not just so good. He's so ready to forgive. He's so ready. He's waiting. He's like on pins and needles, wanting, waiting to forgive us. When we confess our sin to Him. Man, that is great, great news. He is ready to forgive. He's poised. He's just ready to say, yes, I forgive you. If we confess our sins, God's not just able. He's so ready and waiting for you and I to come back to Him. No matter what we've done. And He's not just so good and so ready to forgive, he's also so loving. He's so loving. He's not just loving. Love is what he is. It's the essence. The the, the shortest, best definition of God in the whole Bible is this. God is love. He's love. All real love emanates from the heart of God. God is love. He's so love. Love isn't just what he does, it's who he is. And and nothing that you can ever do or I could ever do can keep him from loving us the way that he does. And there's nothing you could ever accomplish, no, no victory you could ever win that would ever cause God to love you more. He loves you unconditionally and there's nothing you can do about it to get him to love you more. God is so good God is so ready to forgive. God is so loving. So let me ask you this question. As we're talking about trusting God and not being full of fear, what do you call God? Do you know Him? Do you really know who He is? Because at times when I'm afraid, I can trust in Him trust you, God, because I know who you are. God, you are my strength. God, you are faithful. God, you are my hope. God, you are always near. God, you are so good. God, you are ready to forgive. God, you are so loving. I think the first step For us to really begin to put faith over fear, to really trust God and not allow the circumstances and situations that we might find ourselves in the middle of, difficulties and challenges, to distract us. If you and I are going to put faith over fear, we need to be able to say, like the psalmist said, you are my God. You are my God. You're not my mama's and my daddy's God. You're not my neighbor's God. You are my God. This is what Psalm 118 says. You're my God, and I'll praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. You, you know, in every... every. Uh, young person's life at one time or another maybe even if you grew up in church there comes a time it came a time for me as a pastor's kid that i had to make that god became my own that god really became my god not my mom and dad's my god had to happen in the life of my daughters as well we raised them we, we, we've raised them in a home that acknowledged Jesus Christ, Jesus at the center, but there had to come a time in each one of their lives when it wasn't, my dad's God, you're my God. Most of the time, I'll say this, in my own life, and I saw this in the life of my children, my wife as well, it goes from their God to my God during the time of difficulty. When we choose, I'm going to trust you. I'm gonna trust you, God. I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm not gonna allow fear to come in because I understand your word says God has not given us a spirit of fear. It's a spirit, but power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not gonna do that. God, you're my God. And you're the one that I trust. And so I don't have to be afraid. Those who know God's name, know his character, know who he is. They trust him. What we call someone tells us a lot about the relationship. and What God calls, uh, what you call God reflects on how well you know him. So let me ask the question, what do you call God? It's the first step in walking in faith over fear. What do you call God? When you're weak, God is your strength. When the world feels unstable, God is always faithful. When you're anxious, unsure, and afraid, God is your hope. When you feel isolated and you're hurting and you're alone, God is near. When you mess up, and you fail, and you sin, God is so good. God is so ready to forgive. And God is so full of unfailing love. God loves you so much, that's why he sent his son, Jesus. Not just for forgiveness of sin in eternity, the sweet by and by, but to change the quality of our life from the inside out right here and now. That in the middle of fearful times and fearful circumstances, situations we can actually trust God and live in faith and have faith over our fears you know you think about it God didn't have to shout from heaven that's not what he did God showed his love on earth when he sent his son Jesus Christ thank God for forgiveness of sin, but I also thank God for the peace that passes all understanding that we experience right here and right now, not just in the future, but right here because we know his name, we can trust in him. I'm going to ask right now, would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for who you are. You are my strength. You are faithful. You are my hope. You are near. You are so good. You are so ready to forgive. And you are so full of unfailing love. God, I pray today that that we would just open our hearts even fuller to you now. And Lord, that we would put our trust in you every single one of us, Lord, that would be feeling anxiety, every single one that would be worried, anxious, even fearful, Lord, that we would trust in you because we know your name. Father, thank you for your word that brings us comfort and is a light to our path. And guides us. Father, we just ask for grace to trust you even more and to walk in faith over fear from this day forward. Right now, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to give you an opportunity wherever you're joining us online. If you've never taken that first step of faith to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, that's why He came and lived a sinless life, and that's why he laid that life down as a sacrifice for you on the cross and rose again three days later. The the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so what I'd like to do right now is just lead you in a prayer that you can just repeat after me, and I just encourage you, open your heart up to Jesus right now and receive him today as your Savior and Lord and begin to receive his peace because you can live a life of faith in him over fear right now. Just just repeat this prayer after me right now and open your heart up to him. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sin. I turn from my sin today. Jesus, thank you for living for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising from the dead for me. And I ask you, Jesus, to lead me, guide me, and to direct me from this day forward by your Holy Spirit, and I will follow you. I receive you today as my Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen.